I made my family disappear. I made my family disappear. Repeated over and over and over again, even at times jumping on the bed in excitement, running around the house like crazy, sledding down the stairs, eating ice cream in bed, joyous and feeling fulfilled, doing everything he was ever told he couldn't do. It took Kevin McAllister a bit before realizing just how serious this was that he was left home alone, and over Christmas, no less. His parents and what seems like all of his extended family left early that morning, forgetting he had been banished to the attic. In a panic and rush, they ran out the door to make it to their plane on time all thinking Kevin was with them all along. And it takes the parents a bit, too, before realizing and panicking that they left Kevin behind, already on the plane to Paris, maybe halfway there, before they realize. Perhaps <clears throat> one has to wonder, too, how long it took the Israelites to realize they were alone to feel left alone, to realize a word from God had not been spoken. Was it months or years? How often did a prophet proclaim a word from God anyway, every day, once a month, once a year? Sometimes the timelines are hard to tell, and so one has to wonder just how long did it take the Israelites to realize they hadn't heard a word from God in a while. For you see, Malachi was the last prophet to speak a word from God, to give signs and wonders and to proclaim the promise. And his last words spoken were around 425 B.C. Jesus was born about 480. That leaves around 400 years of what? Silence? How long did it take them? Perhaps some felt like this was still part of the exile, that God would return, a prophet would rise up. Perhaps others didn't even notice after a while. They fell right into the Greek and Roman culture around them. It didn't even bother them when they started offering sacrifices up to pagan gods on the altars of their own temple forgetting completely about this silent God of theirs. And yet perhaps there were others, others who were fearful, feeling left alone, confused, concerned that God had left them, that they hadn't heard from God, and wondering if they ever would again. For what about the promise that was spoken? What would become of it? The one coming to fulfill the promises, the shoot of Jesse, the branch of David. What about these promises? Silence. Maybe there are days, weeks, months, or even years where we feel this too. We feel this absence or this silence from God, crying out for a word and only receiving an empty void. As we continue to wait for this one to come, this love, this joy, this peace, this hope to just come already, waiting for the pain and depression and weight of grief to let up, 
even just a little, waiting for the truth to be revealed, for healing and restoration, for strength to go on another day, waiting for an answer of what's next or what now, or just a response to how long, O Lord, waiting for swords to be turned into plowshares, spears to pruning hooks, for evildoers to stumble, not leaving a root or branch to spring up from them, waiting for the day of the Lord to come. And this waiting is hard. And the Israelites knew this too. Some even got tired of waiting tried to take things into their own hands, fed up with the pagan rituals being performed in their temple. They said, how could God return if they had kicked out God out and left no room? So the Maccabees, also known as the Hammer, led a revolt. Well, some were killed in the process. They found it was worth it. They were able to reclaim the temple, cleanse it, purify it, only worshiping their God once again. This is where the story of Hanukkah comes from in this revolt. Yet even with this, there is not a word of God. Silence still remained. Those who hoped the Messiah would come through this were mistaken and most likely crushed and heartbroken, left wondering and still waiting, with some losing hope. But not all lost hope. There were many, or at least a few, who still held on, waiting patiently for the Lord. Where we see Simeon today, a righteous and devout man, who perhaps came to the temple just about every day, if not on a regular basis, waiting his entire life. He heard whispers from the Holy Spirit about how he wouldn't see death before seeing the promise of Israel fulfilled. For we see in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke just how God's word began to spring up again and again. The Holy Spirit at work and angels meeting people where they are, be it priests or prophets, women or shepherds, Whispers of hope turning into songs of love and joy for those who remained faithful. Knowing what to watch for, to wait for. Similar with Anna, this prophet who lived in the temple fasting and praying night and day for years. She knew what to watch for and what to wait for. For when these young parents bring this child, they, she and Simeon, they grab it in their arms and they proclaim such signs and wonders. They speak of fulfillment, of joy, as well as pain and heartache, but the, they proclaim the truth of a changed world, a beautiful world. After 400 years, the word of God not only spoke, but it breathed and lived among us. And those who waited for this great love recognized it right away, took hold of it and would not let go, realizing they are no longer alone. 
And so as we continue to celebrate the birth of our beautiful Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, are we prepared to do the same? Would we recognize this love in a child presented before us? Would we recognize it in a hungry man on the street, in a woman looking for shelter? Do we recognize Christ among us like Simeon and Anna? Do we recognize this love that is always around us? Do we recognize it here among us, living in our hearts, in our neighbors, in the strangers we meet on the street? Perhaps in the polka king of the Midwest, who offers a frantic mother a ride from Scranton to Chicago, trying to encourage her, extend grace and love to her, provide assurance that it will be okay, attempting to ease her worries and travels as she anxiously tries to get home to the son she left behind. Perhaps an old man Marley, the one all the kids fear with the stories of how dangerous this man is, who saves Kevin from the two robbers, reminding us there is more to a person than meets the eye, more to someone than stories and rumors that we've heard. Perhaps Christ is in the reuniting of a mother and son on Christmas Day the unexpected surprise of love that nothing can stop. So, beloved, may we as well see Christ among us, before us, around us. May we see Christ everywhere we go. May our eyes be open like those of Simeon and Anna. May we never stop waiting and hoping for joy and love. So that the whole world may be transformed into God's vision as we speak this love of Christ to all. God's dream of the beautiful kingdom, a kingdom that is filled with hope, peace, joy, and most especially, love. Hallelujah. Amen.